Well, here I was behind the bar, right? Cutting fruit every day. What did I have in my real estate portfolio? One triplex. I owned one triplex. Hey, hey, before we get into this episode, I want to let you know that Blue Spruce has a 454 unit in Atlanta, Georgia. That market is booming. We're really excited about this particular property and we're excited to close it. And we want to close it with you. So if you want to be a part of this deal, it is for accredited investors only. So there's two ways. If you're accredited, awesome. Let us know. And if you want to raise money, awesome. Let us know. We'll give you a slice of the general partnership and you bring in your investors. So without further ado, here is today's episode. It's time for the Creative Real Estate Podcast, your source for out-of-the-box real estate investing strategies brought to you by realbluespruce.com. And welcome back to the Creative Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Adam A. Adams, and I'm glad you're here. So first off, let me just start by saying thank you. Thank you for listening. And I hope that I will bring you some value today. I think we will. It, it, really what we're going to talk about is just a little bit of my story, but I think it has an element of inspirations, an element of a teaching moment that might help us all go to the next level. I mean, it, it is something that even though I, it, was, it was me, I, I when, sometimes when I think about it, I, I actually believe that it, it inspires me to, do, to keep doing that, you know, to continue doing that. And I think that with that said, there's, there's other times in your life that you've done this, a similar thing, right? You've done something that kind of inspires you. And what keeps you going sometimes is thinking back on those moments. Okay. We are going to start this episode before we kind of get into it just by reading one of our five-star ratings and reviews that recently came into the podcast. And so I want to just share my gratitude with Hunts and Fish. The name is Hunts and Fish and uh, Hunts and Fish just sent this out recently. The five-star rating says very informative, solid action. And then Inside it says, unlike many other podcasts who just share others, other investors' story, this podcast differentiates itself by providing actionable content on a regular basis. Whether you're waiting to get your first apartment deal done, grown your, grow your meetup, or raise capital for other sponsors, this podcast provides tons of value to help you get you on your way to the top. And that means a lot. So Hunts and Fish, thank you. You've hit it exactly. If I wrote my own review, this is what I would have said because these are the things that I want others to get out of the podcast is I want to inspire them to go to the top. I want to inspire them to do the 1%. Though that little part that changes what they've been doing to what the most successful people in the world do. And that has a lot to do with what we're going to talk about in this episode. And what that is, is I just want to share with you the five years and five years for me. This is my favorite question that I ask my own audience, my own uh, guests is where were you? five years ago. Paint me that picture. Explain what, you, what it felt like five years ago from today. What were you going through? What were you struggling with? 
And then when we answer that, we, we go and say, where are you going to be in five years from today? What's your vision? Where do you plan to be? Not where do you hope to be? I never use that word. Where do you plan to be? Where will you be in five years? So with that said, I want to just share where was I five years ago? And well, this is easy because Facebook happens to remind me it always brings those stories. So exactly five years ago from this date, I was cutting fruit as a bar manager at a restaurant, a high-end top French restaurant in Jacksonville, Florida. Y'all should go there. It's restaurant or say they are the best. I'll give them free advertising because they did a lot for me in my life and they provide the best food there ever was. Well, here I was behind the bar, right? Cutting fruit every day. What did I have in my real estate portfolio? One triplex. I owned one triplex five years ago. I was about to sell it. So to the day, <laughs> I remember cutting that fruit and I, I built it, I stacked it up and it, so high, it was about one, two, three, four, five, six levels up of lemons and I stacked them into what looked like a pyramid. And I made a post that day that said, aliens invaded Orsay. Uh, and it, that's a joke because a lot of people will say aliens um, made the pyramids because, you know, no uh, human had the technology or the tools to get those uh, big old blocks, those rocks up on, on a giant, giant pyramid. So that's what I created. I remember doing that five years ago from today. My children were small. My children were very, very young at that time. And I was making fair money for someone my age because bartending, uh, you can do fairly well. Um, and I was not unhappy about the money that I was making. But I remember thinking that a few years before that, I was a lot better at putting my money to the side. I was a lot better at setting aside a nest egg like a squirrel does. I want to kind of make us be the squirrel. Out of this story, I want you to be the squirrel. So what does that mean? That means that you need to be putting aside things for winter all the time. Just put aside things for winter. The first day that I made a paycheck in real estate, that my one day of work, I made more than the entire year of bartending. That day and that day alone, I remember thinking that I could buy a any car I wanted, I remember thinking that I could do almost anything. I, f I felt invincible. And there was this squirrel element to me that made me put that money into another house. I bought a, another house for cash that day. And the next time that I'd made that amount of money, I bought another house for cash. And then the next time that I made a year's worth of income in one day, I bought another house for cash. Yes, I did finance these after, but 
today I have a couple of houses that I own free and clear and I own about five or 600 other doors and hopefully we have another uh, 700 doors that close in the next couple of weeks. So that's where we were five years ago. That's where I am today. Now, where am I going to be in five years? That is a really good question. And I didn't, prepare a script you know I didn't prepare a script for for today's podcast I just wanted to I just wanted to chat with you one-on-one so where will I be in five years well that takes us to about the beginning of 2023 24 2024 geez I imagine that at that point I'm going to probably have a pretty successful coaching platform to help other people get into multifamily real estate. I know for sure I can I can guarantee this part. I'll I'll have at least four thousand doors. So uh, somebody put this podcast and bury it in the earth in one of those time capsules, and let's pull it up at the beginning of twenty twenty four. I'll have at least four thousand units for sure. I know exactly how I'm going to do that. I'm pretty dang sure that the coaching platform is going to help to do that. And let me share that wisdom with you. And to share the wisdom with you, I need to start by just asking you a question. When you think of all the people that are available to put your money, and let's just say you have 300000 Let's just say I've got 300000 cash. Now, everybody who's listening, you have your own $300,000 cash. Now, imagine that. Now, imagine that you need it to be passive. Okay, just for argument's sake, this, is, this has to be passive money. So, who are you going to put that money with? Maybe you'll put it with your best friend. Maybe you put it with somebody who runs a podcast. And maybe you'll put it with somebody else for a different reason. But I can pretty much guarantee that if there was a a teacher of multifamily, if somebody taught this and coached people and mentored people to do it safely, that's a good way of knowing that there's some credibility for that person to be able to do it safely with your money. It's not it's not a finite thing. And plus, they're deal-by-deal deal cases anyway. Even, even the past history doesn't explain what you're, what's going to happen in the future. So let's just at least acknowledge that. But taking all of, all of those variables away, when you look at all of the different people out there, probably the safest person is somebody who actually teaches it for a living. So I w- will have... 10,000 doors in 10 years, okay? So we talked about the five-year, but in 10 years, I'll have 10,000 doors, easy. Uh, Five years, 4,000, 10 years, 10,000. And that means if each unit was approximately $100,000 per unit, which is a good average. Here in Denver, Denver, it could be 400,000 per unit in some cases. And we've also purchased some for, you know, maybe 35,000 per unit, but Maybe let's just average out, say each one is 100,000. That is a billion dollars of assets, all right? So we've got a billion dollars of assets. And Adam Adams says he's going to have 10, 
10,000 doors, which is around a billion dollars. Well, what does a billion dollars mean? In a syndication, in the syndication world, that means that I will have raised in equity probably right around 300 million. Okay, well, great. So who do I know that has 300 million? Not very many people. So now we have to reverse engineer it and say, if Adam Adams wants to have 10,000 doors in 10 years, he needs to raise 300,000, excuse me, 300 million, 300 million dollars. I've done 300,000 in my sleep. Okay, but 300 million dollars. Well, I look at my current uh, network, which it's growing, but I don't see uh, it being easy for me to raise 300 million today. So. Well, the answer to the question, we don't just stop with a problem. You know, I had a podcast recently that was like, never say I can't. It was always, how can I? So here we are in this position saying, well, I, I need $300 million to be raised in just one-on-one face-to-face people so that I can buy a billion dollars of assets. But if I want to buy a billion dollars of assets and raise $300 million, how do I do it? How, how can I? All right. So for starters, the podcast. The podcast helps a ton. And the podcast helps a ton in a lot of ways. Number one, I'm asking questions from people that have been in similar places that I want to go. On the path to where I'm going, I talk to those people that are on that path almost on a daily basis. Some of those will be at the Raising Money Summit. Sal Buscemi, um, Kathy Fedke. I should have pulled out a list in front of me so I could just read them off to you. Um, Richard Wilson, who, who manages probably $6 billion of assets by himself. $6 billion, just that one person. Um, all these speakers that we have, I'm allowing myself to be placed more on an equal basis with them. And I'm allowing myself to have the opportunity to ask them questions and pick their brain and say, where did you come from? Where did you go? Regardless if I ever did a deal. Yes, I I know I'll have 1,200 doors within a few weeks from now. But I'm saying if I didn't do any deals, would I still be getting that value? Yes, I would still be getting the value by talking one-on-one. So I knew the podcast was a a major influencer to me getting the 10,000 doors. Another thing is my social media, all right? I'm on Facebook, I'm on Instagram, I'm on uh, whatever. I guess those are the main Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Um, And what I do on there is I share content. When I share content, a lot of people reach out to me and they say, you know, thank you for that. And where could I put my uh, $100,000 or my $5 million or whatever it is? Those things help. So what I'm saying, where I'm going to be in five years, that's really just a benchmark to my 10-year plan. And like I said, it's a plan because almost every detail is mapped out. It's mapped out. You see the roadmap. You see all of the ways that you can go. Look at the whole United States right now. Look at it. In your mind. Look at, uh, let's say, California, let's look at Florida, okay? Um, There are many, many paths that you could take. There's back roads, country roads, dirt roads. There's main routes. There's um, main streets, state streets. And then there's also the 10 freeway. So when you're mapping it out and trying to determine where you're going to be, 
you'll maybe put a benchmark. Okay, in five years, in 10 years, I'm going to be in Florida. In five years, I need to be in Texas. I need to be at the, for the west part of Texas. All right. And then you just kind of plan those things. Where are you going to go? Where are you going to stop for gas? You know, where are you going to eat? Where, what detours are you going to take on purpose? And what will you do if you take a detour on accident? It's just a roadmap that you lay out. I know where I'm going. I know I'll have 10,000 doors in, in 10 years for sure. There's nothing that can stop that. Not one thing because it's my mindset. My mindset's already hooked on it, okay? So for you and what I hope you get out of it is think back, where were you five years ago? You could have been a bartender with two kids making fine money, but what matters most is not how much money you're making, like Robert Kiyosaki says. It's how much you keep. It's how much of that you invest. If you are a teacher, a bartender, working anywhere, Walmart, Kmart, it doesn't matter. It's, do they even have Kmarts? Uh, the point is on the game of cash flow, which is the game of life to me, you need to understand what dollars are going out and what dollars are coming in you need to find a way to get those dollars to start buying you assets. I know a lot of people in this world that when they make a year's worth of income in one paycheck, they will blow it on one single car and an outfit so that they can look good to the world. But that keeps them in the rat race, right? That's just a wheel spinning because every time they get a big spike in income, they buy something that goes down in value or that makes them look good. And I'm not trying to offend about this, but for me, if and when I make years of income, I will put it into something that appreciates, something that cash flows. That's what I hope that you take from this today. Because I started as a bartender and now I own hundreds of doors and I'm, I'm doing a podcast and I'm putting on these big events with some huge players that I hope that you're coming to. And in five years, I'll most likely be uber, uber wealthy. And, um, and it's not because I care so much about wealth, but it's because... Um, I care so much, so little about buying little things that make me look rich that actually take away from my future wealth. And so I hope, and actually, I feel pretty confident that if you're still listening, if you haven't already forward, fast forwarded this episode, you probably got a lot of value out of it. And as such, if you'll do me a favor and do exactly what uh, the person at the beginning of this episode did leave me and this podcast a rating and a review to share your thoughts about what it is. Happy to get you that shirt or the mug if you just take a screenshot of it and email it to adam at realbluespruce.com. And guys, I'll talk to you in two days. I'll see you all in two days. So um, yeah, thanks again for listening. And until next time,
think outside the box. As always, thank you for listening to the Creative Real Estate Podcast. This is Adam Adams with a reminder that any deal that we share on this podcast is for accredited investors only. However, if you want to raise money with us, you can always be a part of one of our deals. We do have that 400 plus unit that's in Atlanta, Georgia, just a hot, hot market that we're excited to be closing. And I want you to close it with us. So if you want to raise money with us, or if you're passive, you want to join and be a part of these 400 plus doors, would love to have you. And as always, leave us a five-star rating and review and get one of these happiness is passive cash flow mugs.